Good evening, TDN Radio. It is Wednesday, April 23rd, 2014, and welcome to This Week in Interview. I'm your host, Anthony Drago. We have an exciting and informative show for you tonight. Uh, tonight's discussion is going to be centered around uh, the, the labor movement union, in, in particular, the Dominica Public Service uh, Public Sector Union, PSU. Uh, just about a week from today is, is May Day. And those of you who are from Dominica and in the Caribbean know that May Day is considered Workers' Day. Uh, so we thought it would be fitting to um, have a program centered around um, workers, the workers' rights, the public sector um, union in Dominica. Not only that, um, the public sector union, PSU, is celebrating the 75th anniversary this year, and as well as they're holding the 7th Biennial Conference. And uh, they kick off activities on the uh, on Friday, the 25th. They kick off activities on Friday and they culminate on May Day. So tonight we have special guest for for you. We have um, we're going to be joined by Mr. Alvin Thomas, as well as Mr. Thomas Later, a former as well as current. General Secretary of the Dominica Public Sector Union. And uh, we're going to have a pretty interesting and informative program. If you are a regular listener to, to this weekend interview, welcome back. Uh, if this is your first time, we hope you enjoy the show. And you too will become a regular listener to the show. Tonight's show is brought to you with the kind of compliments of Alex Bruno, Mandes Lie. Alex Bruno is going to be in Brooklyn on um, on Saturday, and they were kind enough to sponsor uh, this week in interview. So let us have a quick word from the sponsor, and uh, we will be back shortly. We will be joined by uh, Mr. Alvin Thomas, who's on the line, and also uh, we're hoping to get to Mr. Thomas later in Dominica. Is, so we're going to have a pretty lively discussion with these two gentlemen, two stalwarts of the um, labor movement in Dominica. So hang tight. We will be right back. You know, there are many choices when it comes to domain registration, web hosting, and dedicated servers. But I have to tell you about Jocko Hosting. They're simply the best. With their 99.9% .9 uptime guarantee, 24-7 sales and support teams, you'll never have to worry. Get in touch with them today. They offer plenty of other products and services like SSL certificates, managed WordPress, and more. Call or click today, 480-624-2500. Jocko.com. That's J-A-C-H-Q-O.com. Okay, TDN listeners, um, there is power in the union, as that song said. And um, I got, as we said before the break, um, we're coming up to May Day, Workers, um, Workers' Day. And um, this year, the Dominica Public um, Sector Union, the um, PSU, is celebrating their 75th anniversary. And um, they're also the 7th Biennial Conference. And with me on the line 
is um, Mr. Thomas Litter and um, also Mr. Alvin Thomas is also on the line and so let me um, let me say good night to uh, Mr. Litter all the way from Dominica um, say good night and congratulations on the on the group celebration of your 75th anniversary continue celebrating our achievements shaping our future we believe that the Dominica Public Service Union we have done so much and will continue to do what we are supposed to do yes yeah, so Mr. Litter give us while we're waiting for Alvin to join us give, give us a little rundown on the um, on the week of activities that you have coming up yes well tomorrow the Lord's willing we, we start the celebration with uh, interdenominational service so we have people from various um, religious organization uh, the Catholic Church the, the, the other church we have a celebration that's the first time that we'll be having a church service at the PSU itself at our headquarters at our conference room you know, we have two conference rooms but the larger one will be utilized for that so tomorrow that is at 9 o'clock, 9.30 in the morning, we have this interdenominational church service. On Friday the 25th, we have a workshop which um, begins from 8.30. And uh, on Monday, we have the first launching of our 75th anniversary celebrations. And we also have the launching of our anniversary magazine. We have a very, very very, very impressive, very, very well-designed um, magazine with a lot of good articles in there. So we are the launching of this, and the workshop will also continue. That is on Monday, the 28th of April. On Tuesday, the 29th, and next week, Tuesday, the 29th, we have what we call the Membership Awareness Day. People will be wearing their anniversary T-shirts at work. We have gotten permission at all the different places we have represented employees for the for the workers to wear their t-shirts on that day. We'll use the day to try to encourage other people to join the union, to tell them about the union. We hope to have flyers and so on. So the shop store will be actively involved trying to talk to members about the union. That is on, um, as I said, on Tuesday the 29th. On Wednesday the 30th, we have the formal opening of a biennial conference. We also have a biennial conference, but the formal opening will take place at 6.30 evening, and uh, we will also be recognizing some people, so awards will be presented to some people, um, both past as well as present members. And on Thursday, the 1st of May, the business part of the biennial conference will take place. At that session, we are hoping to have elections of officers to serve for the next years and on Friday the 2nd of May we have what we call a solidarity luncheon where members will be able to come to the PSU during lunch time and they will have lunch we will also drop some or deliver some lunches at areas where people may not be able to live and you know that's, that's the second time that we are having the solidarity luncheon I course that that's gone down very very well but on Monday the 5th of May we have Medi, and Medi will be held at Lindo Park in Goodwill, and that will take the form of a family fun day. We have a number of sporting 
um, activities or events. We have cricket, rounders, football, you name it, and people will be competing, dominoes and drafts and so on. And there's a traditional thing like uh, bag race and sack race and a middle and spoon and all these various things. We'll be having bouncing castles, so the, the young the children themselves will be entertained. So it's going to be a very, very big event. We have what we call the Kuboli Truck. That is the, 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 the our yeah, company. They will be here providing us with um, entertainment. So you sound like you have a very packed, a very packed itinerary. Before we go much further, let me um, let let's welcome Mr. Alvin Thomas. Alvin, welcome. Thank you, Tony. Thank you. Oh, Alvin, that's by my brother. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Good to hear you, man. Give me a give man. Yeah. Well, thanks, Tony, for for bringing me on the program tonight. And as I said, um, it's it's indeed a, a pleasure to to at least be able to share some of my own experience with the union um, goes back a very a, a very long time and um, to the listeners I'll be happy to at least share and, and be part of what I consider to be a milestone in the history of the uh, public service union. No, certainly I think 75 years of organized um, organized voices of the public um, sector is is a wonderful achievement by any by any count. Uh, either one of you gentlemen can jump in here. Um, give us a little bit since we we stepping back. Give us a little rundown on the um, sort of like the history that 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 that's leading off from from the inception to where we are this year, celebrating seventy five years of existence. You want Alvin? You want to go first? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Okay. Well, I I think. <laughs> In, in order to put it into some sort of perspective, um, I, I think we need to go back um, a while back. Of course, 75 years from now, we're looking at somewhere around the 1930s, um, 1939 to be exact. But it all began with what um, some of us may be familiar with, um, known as the Moyne Commission. Um, back in the 1930s, um, then, as you know, most of, well, not most, but all of the colonies were, were controlled by Britain. Um, they were referred to as crown colonies at the time. And starting all the way up north, all the way down south, Trinidad, Guyana, every one of the territories were, were, were um, colonies of, of, of Britain. And um, in terms of what was produced in each one of the um, territories was, was kind of different, slightly different. But however, um, during that time, as I said, it, it was a period where there were basically no trade unions, if any at all. Although, if we go back further prior to that period in the United Kingdom themselves, in Britain, you had um, some trade unions established. But um, we being colonies, um, it, I guess at the time it wasn't seen fit for, for, that, for us to have that, that, that privilege. Right. So um, it is reported that on the Sugar Estate in Trinidad, that's where the revolt started out. And um, ironically, as it were, um, that revolt started by the women on the Sugar Estate. And basically what it was, they were revolting against the um, living conditions, the conditions under which they were working, the wages they were being paid, 
and um, the, 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 the type of treatment that was being meted out to them. So it began there, of course, and like anything else, it spread like wildfire throughout the rest of the region. And by the time you could really imagine, there were riots and uprising taking place in literally every territory throughout the region. So, of course, um, the British government at the time um, couldn't sit back and allow a thing like that to happen. And they set up what was called uh, an inquiry, a commission, after they were able to, you know, stabilize things and put things in, in order a bit. They set up this commission um, headed by a gentleman by the name of Lord Moyne and sent him out along with, with a team of other folks on his, his commission to find out, well, what, what led to that? What is the situation? Why are the people um, uprising the way they are uprising? And um, this guy did visits to several of the territories. And, of course, Dominica was one of the territories that was visited. And among the several recommendations that was made, um, better working condition, um, improved wages, I mean, a whole list of recommendations were made. And among these was that there should be the establishment of labor departments and that workers should be allowed to form trade unions to represent their interests. When the commission um, visited Dominica at the time, um, those of us who recalled, um, again, the uh, former E.C. Loblack, this is Loblack, and a gentleman by the name of Nichols, Ralph Nichols, they made representation on behalf of the workers in Dominica. And it is reported that um, E.C. Loblack and Ralph Nichols took the commissioners to some of the um, real depressed areas at that time, you know, Dominica was one of the leading lime producers in the in the region. So they took um, Isilo Black took them and see the kind of condition the people were living under, the, the the housing condition, the work condition. And at the same time, now um, bear in mind within the public service, um, it may not have been as bad, but the the civil servants at the time had no form of representation whatsoever, nothing. So one um, young civil servant by the name of um, John Bully, um, he has passed now, along with one or two others decided, well, uh, maybe we should have a voice or see something to the commission too. We'd like to meet with the commission and say something to the commission. And of course, they had an audience with the commission. The commission listened because the commission was open to hearing and listening to as many individuals and, and, and people as much as possible to try and figure out what kind of recommendation that they would come up with. And coming out of that presentation made before the commission, um, this guy, John Bully, and a couple others decided, well, you know what, maybe we should put come together and form an organization that could kind of uh, represent our interests, speak on our behalf as young civil servants in the civil service at the time. And out of that, the Dominica Civil Service Association was formed following on the recommendation and the visit of the commission back in 1939. Okay. Of course, when, when that was formed, of course, it was in no stretch of the imagination anything close or near to that of a trade union. It was just a way of building solidarity, building comradery, okay. building that sort of um, togetherness among civil servants. And of right. course, to have, to have a voice, to have a voice. Exactly. Um, a unified voice. Exactly. I will fast forward us to, to when it really became a, a, a trade union then. 
Well, it wasn't until somewhere around 1961 okay. um, we were registered under the trade union ordinance as a trade union. But up until that time, we were more or less like a, a you might say, a, a, a staff association. More like a staff some, association. Yeah. Exactly, okay. exactly, exactly. So, so Mr. But with a, certain amount, with a certain amount of, of what I would say, um, if I want to use the word clout, in that we were we will recognize and we would um, be asked and made certain presentation on behalf of civil servants, but not, as I said, in the strict sense of the collective bargaining negotiations as we knew it to be until we became a trade union in 1961. So, so Mr. Lito, what, what was the advantages if, um, of changing the name from the Civil Service Association to the Public Sector Union? Okay, well, there came the time when we were getting requests from various uh, sectors, from you know, different working places. Um, even when we were known as the Civil Service Association, we represented a number of um, statutory bodies, statutory institutions. But more and more, we saw people from outside of the government service asking for our representation. And while we were reluctant, we did not want to do it. We realized, you know, we we came across and we said, okay, if the union can't represent us, then we prefer not to be represented. And we felt that we needed to change the name so that we, 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 that, that representation could encompass a wider sector. And hence the name, the Dominican Public Service Union, came in because we looked at the definition of the Public Service International as to how they define public, public service. And they did, not, they did not just limit it to government employees, but people providing, a, or institutions providing a service to the general public. And therefore, we felt that this was the most appropriate name. And from that time, we, well, nothing changed. We did not dissolve, we did not dissolve the ESC. What we did was just to change the name. And a couple years after the Constitution was reviewed, well, the, well that was, the work on the Constitution started even before having left as General Secretary. That's but correct. it was complete after, after, yes, after he left. And that is the Constitution that we, that we, 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 we really deal with currently. Okay, now, uh, so what about the, the other unions that's in Dominica? They, they, they came on the heels of the, of the public sector union, I imagine. Yes, yes, as, as, far, as, as far as history recalls, um, the, most of those unions, again, came on the, um, on following that, that, that morning commission visit and report that I referred to earlier. Mm -hmm. And then what you had now, you had, um, you saw the Dominica Trade Union, for example, which is, which is considered the, the first and earliest trade union um, started in 1940. So they were registered again recognition. They, they started off in 1940 right after, um, we, and then they gained recognition as a trade union in 1945. And then we had also um, a, a teacher's um, union, not the current one as we know it now, which was established also somewhere in the early 1940s, and they too obtained trade union regist 
um, recognition in 1949. That union, however, um, dissolved, and from part of the CSC, when the CSC um, got um, recognition as a union in 1961. And then you have, of course, um, a little later then, you had um, in 19, um, I think it was in 1950, thereabout, you had the, the port workers, they broke away from the Dominica Trade Union. The way the Dominica Trade Union started, they were the union that, that sort of um, was responsible, and they had all the port workers and the seamen workers and all that. And in 1950, um, these port workers break away from the Dominica Trade Union, and they form what was called then the Seamen and Waterfront Trade Union um, uh, represent their interests. And then now, in 1965, that Seamen and Waterfront uh, Trade Union was changed to the Waterfront and Allied Workers Union in 1965. And we also saw um, a breakaway as well from the DTU in 1960. And that breakaway led to the formation of the Dominica Amalgamated Workers Union, DAO. DAO, right, okay. In 1960, right. And, um, and, then, um, and then again, um, later on, you had now out of DAO a breakaway, um, and that was when the National Workers Union, NWU, came into existence in 1977. So, so that just kind of gives kind of history, um, the kind of history as to the evolution of the movement over the years. Oh, yeah. Now, um, for the last for the last couple of decades, I guess it has stabilized a little bit because we have what we have the Dominica Teachers Union, the PSU, right? right. We still have DAO, right? Yes, I believe so, yes. Dawu is sort of inactive now, right. because um, from the time Fairling died, she was the general secretary. They have not been hearing much about Dawu. As a matter of fact, I don't think they, they, they have a physical office. At one point, the general secretary was sharing office with the waterfront. At the, she shared it somewhere at the waterfront and allied workers' union, but since then, I, whatever, whatever relationship that they had has... Sort of, uh, you know, right. come a little sour, so they are not ready together. But the most active unions right now would be the Dominica Public Service Union, the Waterfront and Allied Workers Union, and the Teachers, the teachers Union. Right. And uh, the others are somewhat a little dormant. Because where, where I'm heading with, with that question is, um, like the song that I played um, at the st- at the top of the program that says there is there is power in the union. If there is too much fragmentation, um, I can imagine we would have a, a dilution of that power, um, especially with a with a small worker base as we have in Dominica. Um, so let's if we talk about the current environment for for organized labor in Dominica. Um, yeah, Mr. Later, wh- what do you? How do you see uh, well, the current environment? Uh, the, the whole idea of the tra- of a trade union congress is something we have had this. Co- we have been having this question on that for the for a number of years now. Um, at one point, myself and uh, Brother Curtis Augustus from the from Wau, 
we were mandated to come up with a draft constitution. What we did was to get copies of constitution of Congresses from throughout the region, and we came up with something. But, you know, when you're having such a discussion as we are having now, one has to be very, very candid, very, very honest. The fact of the matter is, you have a couple, maybe a couple trade union leaders who are just not in favor of a Congress. And in spite of all the work that we have done, they are not interested. But the Dominican Public Service Union, our position has been and continues to be that we should go ahead and form a trade union Congress regardless of how many people are not interested. Right. That when they put the house in order, they will they will join. Mm-hmm. But the PSU alone cannot form a Congress. Right. You can have and you would have one, right? the other partner, but I won't make mention, but the other partner who we rely so much on who prefer to see everybody on board. But that is that is not the case. Not everybody is coming on board. The very same people who you believe would come on board, they are the ones who you know, they allow themselves to be influenced by partisan politics and, you know, a number of other reasons why we are not able to come together. And uh, what we do, what we experience that issues that we should be coming together to really address, those issues are not being addressed by us as a body because we don't have that body. Um, recently, I got in contact, and when I say recently, only this year, I got in contact with of your union and tell them that we really need to come together and to form that Congress. Because we are experiencing certain things in Dominica that maybe we never use. We have not experienced for a long time. Um, we have, for example, we have financial institution. We have a financial institution. I won't mention of which. We are, you know, if people just mention about union representation, they are fired. We have situations where all sorts of things are happening to discourage people from really becoming members of unions. Right. And the way I believe we can effectively handle that situation is if we have a Congress. As I think we, we, we have made a celebration, and uh, you know, Tony, that May Day has been worldwide. May Day is recognized as a day when workers, when the working class come together and they celebrate Achievement Definitely. of our forefathers mm-hmm. in solidarity with each other. But our government has decided that on that very day, they have chosen that day to be the day when they have a massive political rally in, 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 in one of the Western villages. And that itself is going to hamper the activities or going to affect the activities that, that, that we plan. So you see, all Certain things are happening which will continue to divide the the the, 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 the workers and whatever form of solidarity we're trying to build that will continue to be a, to be to be a problem. So I agree with you that um, the more fragmented we are, is the less we'll be able to do for the working people, for our members. But I must say that the PSU over the years we have embarked on a number of activities and programs that have been very, very successful and will continue in that, um, on that, on that, on that, on that. Certainly, and and what you would say is that if workers really understood the benefit of being organized, then they would choose to be with their union and their fellow workers 
instead of um, attending a political rally. Uh, and especially when you consider that the government is the largest employer um, in, in the country, you know, it's like it, 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 to, on May Day, on Workers' Day, you're, going, you, you go, you're, you're asked to come to celebrate Workers' Day with your employer. That is almost unheard of. Well, let me, let me if, if I may, um, Tony, if you don't mind, may sure, I? Go ahead, Alvin. Uh -huh. Yeah, if, if I may, I mean, um, I, I agree wholeheartedly with the comments made by later as it relates to a trade union congress. And let me say that is something that has been ongoing for the last umpteen years. Um, till during my time and even before my time, um, there have been talk about that, and um, we've had these situations going back and forth. But I take comfort in the fact by saying that no matter which employer, whether it is private sector, whether it's government, whether it's in Dominica or the region, wherever that happens to be, that any time you try to suppress workers, they will revolt. And that is exactly what happened in the 1930s. That's exactly what has happened over the years. And the, the unions that I mentioned earlier that were formed was as a result of workers wanting and requesting representation because NWU couldn't have just started on its own. They may be a bit dormant now, that is true, or DTU. And workers will move. They will move. If they're in a union and they find the union is not providing the kind of protection or whatever, then they'll move to another union. But the point I want to make is that unions will not and, and, and any government or employer wants to believe that they can continue to suppress the rights and for workers not being able to represent it is misguided. It's not going to happen. They will revolt. There will be re um, unrest because um, they, 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 they don't underestimate the workers. The workers are pretty much informed and, and um, they're pretty much knowledgeable what's going on. They may be a bit dormant for a while, but at some point in time, they're going to come yeah. and request that their, their voices be heard, that their issues be, be made known. The, the, the labor climate or the, the work environment might be a little different now to what it was 40, 50, 20, 25 years ago. But that doesn't change the underlying um, the underlying concept or principle of a worker and workers' rights, that's not going to change. And let me also add, too, that all of those political parties, take any one of them, each and any one of them in the region, came out of the labor movement. Right here in Dominica, for example, the Dominica Labor Party was started by E.C. Lowblack and Ralph Nichols. And you know why that happened? Again, let's go back to history and put it into some context. When these um, this pioneers saw the need to establish trade unions, they said, you know what, we have unions, we have our workers organized, but now we need to have some sort of legislative or political power. The only way we can get certain things done and done on behalf of the workers is to be able to have a voice where we can vote and where laws and situations can be changed. And that was the underlying reason. Why low black, East low black, and the rest of the guys says, you know what? Let's move towards forming a party or getting involved in a party. And you had Phyllis Shannon Holfrey, East low black, again the same Ralph Nichols that I referred to, 
and the Dominican Labour Party was formed in 1955, as well after the Dominican Civil Service Association was formed right. in 1955. But, but Alvin, if you will bear with me, that I guess it is that it is that marriage of the of the labor movement and politics that then becomes sour once once the the political part of it now becomes the, the government which in sense becomes the the employer yeah that 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 is true that is very true that is very true but what i'm saying though what i'm saying yes it becomes sour but at the end of the day the union the origin the root the root, the union, is going to be there and will remain. That's not going to change. The, 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 what you call it, the, um, the, the, the representation or the, or, 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 or how, how should I describe it? Um, the demographics might change a bit, but that's not going to change. In other words, folks who believe that five, ten years from now there'll be no need for union is misleading themselves. But mm-hmm. Um, because the workers of tomorrow will will find a way to collectively come together and form themselves to 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 receive some sort of representation. But Mr. Little, let me <laughs> ask you, in, in light of what Alvin is saying, uh, but on the ground in Dominica, where um, I get the feeling that jobs are precious and few, um, how challenging is it uh, to for workers in? institutions that are not yet representatives to speak up and raise their hands and say, listen, we want to join a union? Well, that is, that is one of the things that you're experiencing. But even in the public service, where people, or in the government service, where people should not even be careful, you find certain people will tell you that they love their union, they pay their subscription, but they do not want, they, 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 they're a little reluctant to be at the forefront in any activities that the union is organizing. But I remember some years ago, I went to a particular ministry, and the two senior staff members, he said, um, we want to talk to you, you know, but, we are, but you know, we don't want people to see us talking to you. And, you know, they pulled me in the little side office, and, you know, I said, look, what is happening here? You mean I'm the general secretary of your union, and you're afraid that you'll be seen talking to me? <laughs> So that is that is the that is that is the kind of situation we have arrived at. Because one of the things I can tell you that we have experienced is that unlike a lot of the unions throughout the region, the Dominica Public Service Union, in spite of the challenges, in spite of all the um, effects of globalization and so on, our membership has not decreased. As a matter of fact, our membership has increased. Wow. So more people are joining the union, but in terms of the coming out there, the way we expect them to be participating in the activity of the union, we have a problem. You know, you call a meeting, and in days gone by, when you would have a house full, you don't get that anymore. But the people are still there. When they have a problem, they know exactly that they can come to the union, and their matter will be addressed. But they are reluctant, many of them, for them to be seen, and um, you know, at 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 at, at the forefront of any in any activity that the union is organising, or so in certain areas, the employer will let you know straight. Look, I'm giving you a job, but promise me that you will not be interested in union. 
And then you go there, people might be interested, but then it's a difficult, you, you encounter some difficulty because nobody wants the employer to know that they are the one. I remember some years ago, in a particular area, again, a financial institution, some people approached the union for union representation. And when management got to know that, they called everybody individually, about 30 different employees individually, to find out who were the people behind that move. You know, so, so we're experiencing that by the laws, and I believe that is where the government supposed to should be supporting the, 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 the very same law mm-hmm. that they enacted to make sure that people's rights are protected because it is our constitutional right. According to our constitution, we have a right to form and to belong to unions of our choice. And our labor laws also state that we should not be discriminated against because of our interest or our involvement of or our membership in any trade union. But many of our employers are getting away with that. Okay, let me let me take a pause and say that um, it is 8.47, uh, Wednesday, April 23rd, 2014, and this is This Week in Interview on tdnradio.net. Uh, we first, tonight, we have two gentlemen from the uh, from the Dominica Public Sector Union and the General Secretary, Mr. Thomas Leiter, and the former General Secretary, um, Alvin Thomas. And we are tonight just simply discussing the, uh, the state of the union, um, organized labor in Dominica, but more importantly, we, uh, the, the public sector union is recognizing its 75th anniversary as well as its seventh biennial conference with a week of activities uh, beginning on Friday and um, culminating on Monday, uh, the first Monday in May, May Day. Um, I'm going to open up the lines if anybody wants to join in the conversation, make a comment, or if you have a question. The, the number to call is 202-525-7231. 202-525-7231 if you want to join in the conversation and you have a question or comment for Mr. Later or for um, Mr. Alvin, Alvin Thomas. So... Uh, Gentlemen, yes. We, yeah. Yes. Um, so, so the, the week of activities that you have coming up, uh, we are, is going to help raise awareness and highlight the achievements, the accomplishments of the union um, over the years. So, can we take a, a few minutes and, and maybe highlight some of those, some of those accomplishments? Oh, well, the police of this union, I, I remember as um, when I was the treasurer of the union and Alvin was the general secretary, one of our greatest achievements was when we when we started some discussion for the reinstatement of gratuity to public officers. That was a battle that we had to, we, we, we really had to undertake. That I believe, and we were involved in the, drafting or the review of the Public Service Act. I remember government intended to 
to, to really amend the act without any consultation. I, I am sure as we can remember that. Yeah. And the union was very much involved. We, we, we decided to, to embark on protest action. And as a result, we will call for, for, for discussion. Um, we have been involved in, 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 in a lot of um, draft of legislation and so on, with consultation with us. We have really one of the greatest achievements of the union has been to liquidate some of the heavy debts that we, that we had to deal with. We are now, we, 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 we now provide um, medical assistance to our members. We have what we call a medical fund where we give members up to $5,000 loan at 4% interest to help them with their, deal with their medical bills. We also have medical insurance that we provide to the members. We provide members with um, edu- educational assistance. A member can get up to $10,000 from the, from the union to assist them in that regard. We have preschool that we on the, on, on the take. We have a preschool, and um, it's working on very, very well. We have been involved in a lot of other fundraising activities. We do not only depend on the subscription of members. So we, do, we, we have other income-generating um, areas like our conference room. We have been able to provide employment that is directly and indirectly for about 100 people. When government decided some years ago to privatize security and cleaning services, we, when we realized that we could not stop it, what we did was quickly establish a company, register the company, and we submitted a um, pretended for the for some of the jobs as a result of of that effort. Some of it was awarded to us. So that itself and people who work in our secretary at our secretariat, people who work in the preschool, people who work in our in our grocery shop as well as our restaurant, we provide employment for about a hundred uh, hundred people. And we have been able, you know, mm-hmm. every time that we meet more and more, we see proposals for the discontinuation of some of the benefits, which um, people before us fought so hard for and those that we ourselves fought so hard for. So we have been able to do that. We, 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 have, um, we keep on organizing training sessions because, as you said, we have to raise the construction among our members. So even as we celebrate our our and this is here, and at our conference, Brother Alvin will be one of our facilitators at some of the workshops. And I forgot to mention that he also will be delivering the future address. We feel that somebody of his, somebody of his caliber, somebody who has given so much to the Dominican Public Service Union, he served both as, um, I think, field officer, treasurer, and also general secretary. He was... Um, he was the president of the Caribbean Public Services Association at some point that is a regional body of public sector unions to which we are affiliated. We felt that he was he's the most appropriate person as we celebrate that milestone that we can just bring anybody, but we have to bring somebody of substance, somebody whom we recognize and appreciate very whose efforts we appreciate very, very much, whose contribution we appreciate very much, and therefore we Felt that Alvin is the most appropriate person to really deliver the future address at our at the formal opening of our biennial delegates conference, and as we celebrate our seventy-fifth year of existence. No, certainly, I and I mean both 
both of you gentlemen know that I'm very familiar with um, with the times when uh, um, Alvin was at the CSA. Um, but but the Fulcicola celebration is um, celebrating your achievements and, and um, looking to the future. Is that what it is? Yep, in the future. Yes, yes. Okay, so Alvin, what does it mean? What does it mean to you to 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 be invited and to get the opportunity to um, to address the union um, on such a an occasion, seventy fifth anniversary? Well, well, it's 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 a humble a humble um, um, a way of accepting that invitation um, because, of course. I'm just one of the many, 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 many players and pioneers who, over the last 75 years, have worked and um, contributed to the development of the public service union. So I'm very humbled um, to have been um, invited to, to do that feature address, and, and I accept it wholeheartedly. Uh, but um, over the years, as I said, the CSA has been a, 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 a hallmark and it's going to be there for a very, very, very long time. Notwithstanding the challenges that I know um, that later mentioned that, that, that they're going through, that we're going through, that workers experiencing, we're going to be there for a very long time. Um, because even during the 75-year period that the union have existed, we've had the moments. And, and I just want to just, just briefly go back a bit um, when we spoke earlier about the, the members and the participation and all that. I recall when I joined the union back in 1975 as a young civil servant then when I just joined the public service, late 74, uh, the latter part of 74, early 75 when I became a member of the union. I was just a young civil servant at the audit department at the time. And you know the CSA has had this period in history uh, just a couple of years before that you had a Seventy-three situation that it's all recorded, and I, I don't need not go into that. But when I joined then as a young civil servant, young, nineteen, twenty, um, at the time, you, you even then you had, and that's that's about forty years ago, almost forty years ago. That's how long it is. Even then, you had that situation. I recall my head of department then. May he, may he rest in peace. Is his now past? Um, call me to his office and say, "You joining union?" You joining CSA? And I told him, yeah, I'm joining. And um, I recall at the time I was maybe the lone ranger in that, in that department until eventually I was able to get everybody, as many others, to join. And, um, and my, my time with the union continued evolved. So the point I'm trying to make is that the union has its period in, in history. And what's happening now is a challenge. But I'm almost certain that... that, that that um, the executives and the leadership, and with the right things in place, we'll be able to overcome that. Um, I think um, the, 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 the workplace and the landscape is changing now. Um, funny enough, and um, I, I, I remember when we were doing our newsletters a couple years ago when I was involved with the union. You know what our newsletters are? We used to do our newsletters. First of all, we had to go mm -hmm. and do most of our research. Uh, public library or wherever it is, because there was, um, a couple years ago, the internet wasn't what it is today. We know that. <laughs> and then, you know what we had? We had a gestetner machine. And I had, I, uh, we would round up the ladies and we would have them typing all night on that pencil 
pencil sheet on the manual typewriter. And of course, if I decide, or the, the secretary then, Charles, or whoever decide, well, we want to change a line or topic, then you have that whole correcting fluid, <laughs> this pink <laughs> correcting <laughs> fluid on that stencil sheet, cleaning, and the girls are mad. But you don't change, you don't change. And, um, and then when that is finished, we have to put that on the machine and manually roll it. And we would then be producing like 3,000 copies, 4,000 copies, 6,000 copies, all night rolling on that machine. That was back then. And that was the workforce. And that was what was, I was involved in. Today, it's a different era with the, with the work people that we have now. You have Facebook, you have Internet, you have YouTube, you have Twitter, you have, you just name it. iPad, ePad, all pads. So, so the point I'm trying to make is that um, the workers today, it's a different breed. And we know as we shape the future, we're going to have to find how well and how we work with them, how we get them involved, how we get them in bo on board. Just as they got me on board back in 1975, and I was able to sit all night and, and work with the stencils and use the gestet, the machine and do all of that. And I still feel that is possible. Definitely. Question of the achievement that later mentioned. I mean, I can add a couple more to it. Mm -hmm. um, we are the first union to have had put up the structure that we did that we put up in Valley Road. And not just for us as a union, because at the end of the day, they, it was available to the public. People use it for, for conferences, for events, for weddings, both government, private sector people, you name it. We were the first union and the first organization in Dominica to organize what was called annual excursions, where we find a way that, you know, civil servants accumulate a lot of vacation. They have, you know, and you join the service, you get 21 days, working days vacation. That's like a whole month. Right. We felt, well, you know, civil servants can go and spend their time with their relatives overseas. So we, we organized excursions to the United Kingdom, to Canada, and to the U.S. We were the first. We started excursion in Dominica. And I recall those days. I recall, I mean, I remember bags and bags of passport. I used to fly over to Barbados and send it over to get their people's passports. Some came back, some stayed. Yeah, that goes back. Um, we were the first union and the first organization. We, we had established a mini-mart, a uh, uh, mini-supermarket. And I'm glad to hear from later that we, we do still now have that in, in operation. Yeah, we were the first union. Okay. Establish that. We we are running up tight against the clock. Um I don't know if you, if you take a pause. Let me let me ask Mr. Later to give us um a closing remarks. So talk you, you feel free to um talk about what's going on for the week again or anything whatsoever you would like to communicate to our listeners. Um closing remarks from you, Mr. Later. Well well yes we, I just want to say that um we recognize that there are many challenges. It is not an easy job for us. We have a lot of work to do. And the Dominican Public Service Union, we will never lose focus on what the union objectives, what the union goals are. And we will, we will always endeavor to do that. And uh, we will not rest until we see that we are back to what it was in the old days as far as participation, involvement is concerned. Yes, we have achieved quite a lot. We have gotten a lot of benefits. We have improved on the, we have gotten some of the working conditions to be improved. But as I said, in terms of the 
participation, I believe that is the area that um, is one of the areas we need to concentrate on. And we are hoping that as we celebrate our 75, 75th year of existence that, and with the programs that we are putting in place, that it will help to create an awareness among the members. We are hoping that um, our shop sort system, we will do some work on that. Uh, let me say that we, not something last year, we finalized a five-year strategic plan for the, for the organization and mostly every aspect that you can think of is being addressed in the strategic plan. And uh, we already have an active women's group. We have an active um, young, 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 young workers group. And uh, things are just working, but we will not stop. We will continue. And uh, as Alvin said, you know, the union is there to stay. The situation may change, but we will always have the union. And as you yourself said to me, what we have to do is we cannot lose sight of the fact that people have to, we have to continue creating that, con that awareness, raising the consciousness of the people that they need to be involved and they need to be there with the union and to lend their solidarity. Because the union, as we always say, is not a private company that belongs to a group of people or to an individual or to a family. The union is all the members together. Certainly. And um, congratulations uh, in order as you celebrate your 75th anniversary. And I am very, very heartened to hear you say that your membership has increased, even if um, you say the participation could be better. Um, but the fact, that, the fact that you're able to maintain your membership is testament to the fact that your, your members and members of the public are seeing the value that you bring to them in their representation. So congratulations to you, and I wish you all the best. Um, as you celebrate um, your 75th anniversary, and good Godspeed, and uh, I wish I wish you a, a, whole, a week of of memories. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to be with us, uh, Mr. Later. Thank you so much, Tony. Thanks, has been a pleasure. Having thanks again, man. Thanks, right. thanks, um, and thanks, Tony. Thanks for inviting inviting me on the program and to be able to share some of my own little experience in and as this milestone of the union, and um, I, I'm really confident that um, um, despite, as later mentioned himself, the challenges, that um, the union will be there for a very long time with us. No, certainly, Alvin, thank you, and I appreciate so much um, you sharing so much of your knowledge with us tonight. Um, the hour just absolutely flew by um, this evening. Thank you. I know. Thank you. All right. All right. All right.